Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am excited that you guys are here with us today because today we have a tale of a tale of caution and what to do about it. There's some interesting things happening in the marketplace right now, and we want to make sure that you guys are aware of them, know what to do about them, and how to prepare yourselves. So riding into the studio is my co-host. You know him as the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom. Many other people know him as Mr. Dean Holland. Welcome to the show. <laughs> there we go. Took me, uh, took me a little longer to get to the studio today, what with one of the legs being hacked off my horse from Mark Zuckerberg. But I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk about that today. Has <laughs> your noble steed been, uh, been temporarily out of commission? Or like, yes, very much right so. Now? Very much so. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's a terrifying prospect to think that you might have to walk on your own power into the studio. I know, I know, and then nobody makes me use my own legs. To be honest, no. no. Well, it's you know, I mean, you're you're pretty lazy if we're honest. And they, you know, this that is true. Be, this is very that would be true. A massive, massive issue for you. So, what we want to talk about today, I'm sure you know, as as it happens, the conversation will you know meander a little bit, but. Yeah. You have been one of the more recent casualties in the uh, the the swath of Facebook Mark Zuckerberg wrath of yes. you know ad disapprovals and account shutdowns and things like that. And I know you're not alone in this. This is like kind of in the water right now. It's happening to a lot of people. Yeah, the the waters are bloodied, as we shall say. But, so what? Uh, so let, let's let's talk about like you know what happened with you and then i think we're, we're going to kind of zoom out and right. help people figure out how to navigate this yes yeah well indeed well as much as this is like you know we will start off clearly that you know people can tell listening what what we're going to go on about here but uh some great great very very new lessons are being learned even even stuff that really in the back of your mind you you're aware of but usually it takes a disaster to make you kind of pay attention then do certain things that maybe okay. you've had on your yeah. to-do list for a year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, just to, just to, uh, for the benefit of our regular listeners, you know, cause we've spoke about quite a lot of things over the years, haven't we from like the e-commerce side of things and digital little products, coaching, consulting, all these, all these things. So this is, uh, the disaster that's happened has been nothing to do with the e-commerce side yet. Thankfully. <laughs> I like how you're really optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. This is one of the things that we'll talk about. I guess is like it, it makes me realize now that it, it really isn't a question of will you ever get shut down. It's more like when it will happen for one reason or another. So I uh, just as I do most mornings, logged into my email inbox. Thought I'll check see if there's anything going on. Usually there isn't anything too urgent. And lo and behold, a few days ago, I think it was four or five days ago now, I had uh, one of those emails from the Facebook ads team, and it said, ad account disabled for policy violation. 
and uh, obviously immediately you you panic. You go into like panic mode first and think, oh my gosh, what what is that? Like what's happened? What is it? What's gone off? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, open the email up and there it is. Like no, no real, you know, for anyone that's been through this, you'll know that they're very vague. It just says, you, you know, you, you're in breach of some policies or guidelines or something. They tell you you can appeal it. And now uh, a more recent thing that they do is they push you towards one of their certification courses. And they're like, you should go through this course and learn, learn what you're doing. And uh, <laughs> meaning you got shut down because you were ignorant about what's going on over here. So we're right, going to like, exactly, exactly. We're so, going to remediate uh, you. <laughs> yes. So that, that was kind of the beginning. This, this all happened. I think it was uh, at, a, at the weekend and just, 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 this is actually just, just, just preempt this. This is the second time this has happened to me in three or three and a half since December. So December was the first time they overturned it in December and said it was a mistake. So literally within the same day, almost, if I recall, I got the account back and all was well. And so I thought this time, in all honesty, the first time it happened, I literally freaked out and panicked because I'd never been through it. But this second time, I was a bit more relaxed. Yes, I was sort of a bit panicky, but I thought, ah, you know what? It's clearly an error again. I know I'm not doing anything wrong. I know I'm not breaking any of their rules. So I'll just appeal it, uh, fully expecting that the same will happen this time. I'll pop in an appeal, and um, pretty quickly they'll tell me it was a mistake. Sorry for the inconvenience. Here's your account right. back. Well, uh, this time, that didn't happen. And so I put the appeal in. The following day... I log in to the support inbox and see, no, sorry, basically, I can't remember the wording, but basically, no, we won't be overturning this decision. So I thought, no, I, I'm going to put in an appeal again, because I've heard from other people, you know, this isn't the first time I've heard or seen this happening. You know, a lot of people tell me, you know, when it happens, keep appealing, you know, appeal to their emotional side, try and get through to a real person, all these kind of things. And so, you know, my first uh, appeal was rather just generic, because I just thought it was a mistake. The second appeal was a bit more emotional. I started to say things like, oh, we've got, you know, all these employees and we rely on Facebook so much. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm wearing my last pair of shoes, something like that, whatever I said. And, um, but this time got a response. And not only did they say they won't be uh, re-enabling the account, they then said, you know, there is no further action that, will be, that can be taken. That's it, done. And I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to appeal again. Like, I don't even know if this is a real person. So I did that. And the next day, logged in, and they had terminated my entire business manager now. <laughs> oh, they didn't like, they didn't like the persistence. <laughs> right. They did not like the emotional appeals that I was making, clearly. So, yeah. uh, so now I'm in a, now I was in up until yesterday. So over, this is all over a three or four day window. So uh, yesterday, I'm now in. I was then in a position where I couldn't even create a new ad account anymore. Like it was, it was game over. I started to, yeah. uh, you know, think about where do we go now? Are we going to go onto YouTube? Like, what what's the next step? Do I try and game the Facebook system? You know, set up a new profile, new credit cards, all kinds of things were whirling through my head. But luckily, luckily, so it's not all doom and gloom. I did get a message several hours later having had to submit all kinds of documentation to verify my company with Facebook. They re-enabled my business manager. Still don't have the original ad account back, so that's gone and all with all of our you know, audiences and data, that's gone. But 
we are as of right this second, at least. It could change by the time this podcast's over, but at least as of right now, we have a new ad account up and running and we're just kind of warming it up with some like campaigns as of right now. So did you ever find out like why they shut down the, the account like in the first place? Still no. Four days of asking and, and still nothing. They won't. T- like, you just get this generic canned response of policy violations. And, yeah. and they just won't tell us why. Like I've, I've looked at everything. I even had a third party kind of review it for compliance. So there is, there is a few lessons to come from this. And that's, uh, you know, one of the big things I really want to share. Because I think, you know, throughout this introduction, there's bound to be a few different groups of people or sectors of people listening to this. One is they don't even use Facebook, but they've thought about it, but they hear all these horror stories. The other is people that are using it and haven't yet had a problem. And then there'll be others that have used it have had the problems and maybe currently still facing them, something like that. And so over the last three or four days since this happened, what's really, really good about this, and I always do try and look for the for the positive in this, as much of an absolute nightmare and setback as this is, we're learning, I've, I'm learning some new stuff. And and so I want to, like, if, if you want to ch- sort of change gears onto one or two of the things that I've learned over the last few days, we can dive into that. Yeah, definitely. I think, well, because I think the thing with this is there's probably ways to prevent this. There are different areas that are more susceptible to these problems than others. Mm. And I think hearing your lessons would be super valuable for other people who are running Facebook traffic. Because let's face it, you know, Facebook is a good source of traffic. Right. But if the, you know, if it's unreliable or unpredictable, then it becomes, you know, problematic for, you know, a whole variety of reasons. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think that would, um, like this, this would be the first place to start just in sharing some of the tips, if you like, or the lessons. One of the things that I've had to come to grips with or come to terms with is, um, understanding that these things are purely a traffic source, like try not to get so emotionally attached to that and just consider it a traffic source, you know? And, and this is one of the things that I've, been sort of selling myself on over the last few days as I've started to look, I started to consider at one point yesterday when they shut down the business manager, I was thinking, well, we're done on Facebook. What do we now do? So I had to start playing that through my head. You know, it wasn't a case of, oh, we we can get a new ad account and this. So there was a point yesterday where it was like game over for Facebook without really trying to go out my way. And so that's the first thing. Like I I was actually quite comfortable. In fact, in, in some respects, I was kind of actually excited not to be on Facebook and to move to YouTube yesterday. And I started to look <laughs> at all the benefits. I started to remember all the friends that have told me that YouTube is better than Facebook. I started to think all these things and I was like, oh, I don't really care anymore. I think that's the, that's the first thing for us all, you know, marketing online. If you're doing any kind of paid ads, that's the first thing to remember here is that as, as scary as it might seem that you can indeed run into these type of problems, you know, and they are problems. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've just spent the last year learning Facebook. I now have an agency that helped me with it, but I did, you know, I, I've, I'm very invested into Facebook as a platform. You know, we're spending, you know, collectively, you know, four figures a day on Facebook now. And you, you, you kind of, you do become attached to it. It kind of naturally happens. But when you run into this kind of disaster, it just makes you really step back and think about what it is, you know, and, and not to be wrapped up in, oh, I, I'm a Facebook advertiser. Or I'm a YouTube advertiser. No, you're an advertiser. And, and you're wherever a, well, I mean, you're, is, you're, sorry, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're a business owner, right? right? And, 
and that's and that's your primary objective is to you know serve your customers and make a profit. Right. And, exactly. You know, Facebook. I think you're right because some people do get wrapped up in that whole identity. Like this is what we do, and it's like, yeah. well, you got to do whatever is effective. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that would be that would be like the first thing I would just say to here with everybody, because a lot of people, you know, I, I, you know, speaking with a lot of people, I know some people even hold themselves back from ever moving forwards with this type of thing because of those fears. I think like just just get move past that, because if you go into it knowing that a this can happen and b it probably will happen at some point and you've just got to take sp certain steps to minimize the chances of these type of things happening. So the first thing that I would say the only reason as of this second, at least, that I can continue on Facebook is because I have a business manager, meaning like the business manager account within your Facebook advertising. Because, you know, just, just very, very briefly for anyone listening that maybe isn't yet into that realm, there's sort of a hierarchy of your Facebook advertising account. You know, you can create a business manager account, which I think predominantly is made for agencies that are that need to manage multiple accounts but any of us can create one for free now with inside of that business manager you create ad accounts ad managers and that's what you run your advertising inside of just for anyone that's uh, kind of not yet aware of those things now if you do not create a business manager you would just create an ad account now the problem with that is if we look at my situation that's just happened Having the ad account shut down, if that were my only ad account and I didn't have the facility to create a new one, that would already be game over. There wouldn't, there wouldn't be another path forwards without gaming the system. But if you look at my situation, because I had that business manager, even though I've lost one of my ad accounts within there, I've got another one to move into. And so yeah. that would be my sort of first bit of advice is make sure you set yourself up from the beginning with a structure that allows for a little problematic situation such as this. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, absolutely. You're building, you're building redundancy, right? right. And that's the word. And good, good, good systems have redundancy built into them so that you don't have a single point of failure. Right. See, see, what I love about this is I can just say something that makes sense in my sort of little like Dean brain, and then you can translate it into something that would make more sense for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds rather intelligent as well. Well, you've been you've been remarkably intelligent. That's the only reason I've been able to say these things. So keep going. <laughs> so so okay. So so I think the first step is have a level of redundancy. I know we've done this in in our businesses. Yeah, we have, you know, multiple ad accounts, all these things like that's at this stage of the game. That's good practice, right. right? You know, sometimes there could be, you know, problems and, you know, all these sort of things, but, but you got to be ready for them, right? You can't, you can't Definitely. carry on as if everything is always going to work the way right. that it should. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, like I know, um, I think anybody that's in the majority of industries, you're in a, for a lot of us, we're in industries that you're not doing anything wrong, but through Facebook's bots and detection systems and whatever else they use, they will, they will make a lot of mistakes. Like they do. Like you, you told me, James, you've had, you know, ads that they keep throwing into some kind of category that is completely irrelevant to what you actually do. You know, and yeah. it's, it's the same here with, with myself. I know, like, I will be fully open and say that, you know, the ads that we're running now, they're promoting my book, but ultimately the book is within the subject of affiliate marketing. 
And I know that obviously, you know, that industry, it, it, often people would make income claims and all kinds of things that would be a straight out no, but we're not doing any of that stuff. So although we're in an industry or a topic that can cross a line, we don't cross a line. And so, you know, we, but, we, but, but in all fairness, on some level, you're still guilty by association. Definitely. hundred percent. Right. And I think <laughs> that's word affiliate that, marketing, I think throws a flag and it I think it does. And I, and, and because there's a lot of, you know, scammy people out there doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Right. And so rather than Facebook, you know, kind of being like, oh, let's see if this is one of the good guys. You're just like in a basket full of people that they say, sure. these guys, <laughs> these guys do bad things. Let's yeah. not work with them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, so that's, that's a big thing for anyone listening is like, you know, we're not, I'm not just saying this advice because if you're maybe in a bad industry or a, an industry that's more susceptible to these kind of things, you need to do it. Everybody should do it because you may not be doing anything wrong at all, but you can still face problems. And I think even, do you want to mention with regards to you, James, just saying, I think you said your ad because you're, you're offering a course about hiring teams they took that as some kind of like employment thing, didn't they? Or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had, you know, we've had some challenges with, uh, with some of those ads because they say we're creating deceptive employment opportunities. And I mean, we're, we're not, you know, we're not hiring anybody with those ads, right? but because, you know, some of those things on the landing page talk about hiring and building a team and things like that, they kind of get lumped into a category. You know, in our case, one of the things that I've found to be particularly helpful because it's it, it almost doesn't matter what kind of ads you're running. There's, there's going to be people in your category who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Right. And sure. they, and, and they are genuinely, you know, creating problems and violating policies and things like that. And I think, you know, years ago, cause I had an, an account, an ad account get shut down maybe, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. Right. And that was, you know, big, you know, kind of eye opening situation for me. And at that point I was like, you know, I was frustrated. I was, you know, just confused, you know, all these different things. And finally, you know, especially now what we're, what we're doing is we're just, you know, we're, we're appealing things, but we're very, you know, kind of understanding of the Facebook point of view as we're doing it. Right. It's right. not like, Hey, please just, you know, uh, you know, approve this ad. It's, you know, here's, you know, here's like, here's what we've got going on. We can see why you might think this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we've had very good success with kind of taking that more conversational tone mm. to our relationship with them. And also understanding that it's not, it's not really like an us versus them situation. It's a, you know, it's a communication and relationship situation. And how do we improve that? Right. Knowing, knowing that, there are other people over there who are trying to do their best to keep a, the platform good, to, you know, keep people adhering to policies, to protect people, right? Because right? there is legitimacy to these policies. Sure. And, and uh, you know, without them, like, you know, many, many sites on the internet, things just kind of run amok sure. and then you don't want to visit them anymore, right? And, right? and that doesn't create a great experience for anybody. So I think... I think the more we've kind of put ourselves in Facebook's shoes, yeah. When we're talking about okay, well, where you know where are we off base here, or this is maybe what you're thinking, you know, kind of the easier it's become for us to navigate these potentially complicated situations. 
Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a that's a really really great point as well for everyone to take on board in the sense of get out of your own head and put yourself back in the other in the other business or other in, or the other person's situation. You know, I've 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 had that approach actually when it comes down to things like merchant accounts and various things when we've run into yeah. problems over the last ten years, various times. You know, and and you think I'm doing nothing wrong. This is so unfair, and there's that tendency to think that way, isn't it? It's, it's not right. fair. Like, why is this happening to me? And and when you step out of that and you look at it through a completely different lens of the stranger at the other end, you do start to see things a little differently. And I think actually that would be a perfect kind of segue into this next point that I, I wanted to share. So one of the things that I actually did, because again, like this is why perfect, perfect transition, I didn't believe we were doing anything wrong. Okay, I, I, I know that, you know, I just don't believe we're doing anything wrong. That was that was my mentality. It must be a mistake. I don't think we're doing anything wrong. Like so I put in the first appeal just fully with that belief. I'm doing nothing wrong. And the second appeal. Now, I was quite fortunate in a sense of the guys that are helping manage our advertising now. They've actually uh, got a contact that specializes well, I don't know fully, but I was, you know, from what I've been told, they're special. They specialize in like compliance with regards to copy, like the text and the, you know, the written, the written word. And so um, they were kind enough actually to send the our sales letter over to those people for a compliance review. And this is where things got a little bit more interesting. You see, I when I I actually I personally wrote the sales letter for the book for the offer that we're running. And um, I, I actually did so in, a, in, a, in what I would classify like a very clean way, as in, you know, not mentioning any income, you know, not mentioning, not, not using testimonials. You know, I, I really tried to make it fully compliant to the point where I'm like, it's probably going to harm conversions, but I'd rather lower the conversions and be able to run long term. And so these people took a look and I got a report back. Now, largely, you know, there's a big highlight at the bottom of their review that says, I really see no issue with the majority of this page. Okay. So all in all, pretty solid, but they highlighted a couple of things to me, things that I've heard of, and I'm sure you will have when I say this, but I was actually rather shocked. This again is looking at it through a a different lens to your own. I was very surprised that what was highlighted. So let me, uh, let me share this with you. So the things that they said to majorly focus on in, in everything that we do, what they would deem as personal attributes and overpromising results. Okay. Now, I when I first started reading their review, I was like, well, I'm not mentioned any results. I, I've deliberately gone out my way to not mention results or use personal attributes. I, I wasn't fully aware of what that meant, to be honest. So I then went on to continue through their review. And what they, what they essentially recommended, they said, generally speaking, we advise omitting you and your from your copy wherever possible. So they're mm, recommending not saying you or your to the reader in your copy. This is ads and your landing page where you can help it. Now, already I'm thinking, well, that, that seems pretty difficult because when I write copy, I write it as if I am speaking to one person. I don't do it yeah. as if I'm talking to a room. I do it like I'm having a, a one-on-one with you. So if I'm right. writing in that style, it, it, it almost seems near impossible to never reference you or your. Now, how, how about this? This Let me give you, uh, I brought it up just so I could read it to you perfectly. So a part of my sales letter for the book, it says this. 
so the name of the book is The Iceberg Effect. So it says, when you read The Iceberg Effect, you'll discover exactly how affiliate marketing works today. Okay, so that was one sentence. Now, I thought that that was perfectly fine. I'm saying, look, when you read the book, you're going to learn how affiliate marketing works because that's what the book's going to tell you, right? So the first thing they've highlighted is that I need to avoid saying you. So when you read, I shouldn't be saying that. So they've, they've given me a, a way to change it. They said, after reading the iceberg effect. Mm. So you see, instead of saying, when you read the iceberg effect, after reading the iceberg effect. So a, a little subtle change that you can see has removed the word you, and okay, perfectly fine. Now, here's where things upset me a little bit, if I'm honest. Like this to me, like I'd rather not say anything than say this, but so be it. So instead of saying, you will discover how affiliate marketing works today, or whatever that line was, they've said that to say this, after reading the iceberg effect, it's possible to understand how affiliate marketing works today. <laughs> because here's the shocking thing. They have exactly, they have deemed it when they reviewed this through a pure compliance lens, they have deemed that that sentence that I wrote is promising results. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? But like, I mean, I get it. When they tell me it, I can see what they're saying, but I think it's absurd that that's how far this has gone. Like, well, if, like uh, I can't tell somebody when you read it, you're going to learn this subject. Well, because like, maybe they won't, maybe they're, exactly. You know, maybe they're dense. Maybe they're not going to comprehend it, you know, whatever. And I think it's really interesting this whole, you know, cause there's this whole, a lot of talk right now about, you know, claims, Right. And, and things like that, not just with, you know, F, uh, Facebook compliance, but, you know, with, you know, federal regulators and like the right. FTC. And well, here's the thing. I think platforms like Facebook and the like, you know, they are essentially trying to keep themselves clean with the likes of the FTC. Yeah, of course. So of this course. isn't Facebook law. This is way beyond there. And they're, but they're imposing it on us, which is, you know, that's, it's, it's reasonable, but it's just, I think, there's a whole nother level of understanding this that I hadn't yet gone to until this last couple of days. You know, I, I specifically went out my way to not make any claims or promise any results of any kind. You know, what I'd love to say is pick up a copy of this book, read it and complete it all the way through and do what I'm telling you and you'll make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like immediately me, I was be shut down. to read that that gets deemed as like you're promising a result. And, and yes, when somebody tells it to you, like you've just said, you can clearly see, yes, you're, you're telling them if they read this, they're going to have this experience. Well, like you've just rightfully said, can you promise that? Can you say 100% of people that read this book will have that experience? Well, no, like you say, some people may not understand the book. Some people might only read half and not get to that piece, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, has to be, it has to be a situation where the average person can get the result that you're talking about. Yeah. And if that's not the case, then there's going to be an issue with it. And so you can't say, this is what's going to happen. You could say, there's a possibility that this will happen. Mm. Yeah, right? exactly. Because you, you have, like we, I think one of the things as, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners and marketers, we see the potential, right? We see the right. potential in things. And then we create something and we see that people are getting, that result, but you know, it's, it, it's still not for everybody, right? right? 
and and you got to be clear about that. And you also got to be clear about how this, you know, this may or may not happen, you know, and it's, it's that whole thing that's been around for years and years. Results may vary. It's true. Results vary significantly right. uh, based on, based on the individual. Right. I mean, even yep. something is, you know, like, like you have a, you know, a, a new fabric in a shirt that people are like, Oh my God, this is the best fabric ever. You, you know, you still probably can't say, you know, this will make you feel comfortable. It's because like some people aren't going to feel comfortable in it. It's right. just kind of, yep. there's so much variation in people's experiences that when you make a bold claim like that, that doesn't account for the variation, you start, you start kind of raising a flag and, and putting yourself under a microscope for questioning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, this is just like, like I'm, I've been doing this kind of stuff like a long, long time and still like in the last 24 hours learning this new stuff to at least to this degree, like I knew you can't promise results and I didn't think I was. So I think it's just very interesting. And I think, uh, you know, a lesson for me at least in this and, you know, anyone can take this away is like, it, it may well be a great exercise. I think this is what I'm going to do going forwards is to have somebody else look at what I write in future, you know, through a fresh lens that maybe I'm not yet seeing. Because I'll be honest, if someone would have said to me, look, you need to make, comb through this sales letter and make sure there's no personal attributes or results being mentioned, I would never have in a million years have picked up on that. Yeah. Like yeah. I just wouldn't. Yeah, well, you're too close, right? We're right. all too close. And it is helpful to have, you know, that person. And sometimes that person you know, you can be like, ah, oh, you're, you know, this person's such a downer. They never let me do anything. Right. But you need, yeah. you know, it's good to have checks and balances and you, you know, you're driving a car and you have a gas pedal and you do have a brake and they're both important. And so I think this, you know, kind of highlights a number of lessons. Uh, one, you know, have redundancy with your, you know, your ad count in particular Two, you know, don't play the victim, right? You're not a victim in yep. the situation, the more you play and act like a victim, the less solution focused you're going to be. So instead of being a victim, you know, seek, seek out as a, a solution that works, you know, for both parties. And then I think this third thing that we're talking about here is, you know, be, be particularly careful about how you're talking about your thing and get a second set of eyes on it to make sure that, you know, you're not missing something because we're all invariably way too close to our particular thing to be completely objective and unbiased. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, like, I guess, um, you know, obviously the, the show will be ending shortly, but I think the, 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 the final sort of takeaway from this, this experience, you know, just to kind of step back a little from the, the, the finer details within that, you know, I have had a massive wake up call this week that I am far too reliant on one channel for our source of new customers. Definitely. Like we, we, like the whole, the whole business, like literally for the last five days, the whole team or most of the team has felt the effects of this problem. You know, we have, you know, I, I, I have grown and structured my entire like business plan around a consistent flow of new customers, you know, to the point of, you know, I have, in the past few months employed a full-time person that sits in my office purely to do a welcome call to every new customer. So this week, because that has been shut off, he's sitting there looking at me thinking like, oh, what's going on? You know, like literally like so many things have had a knock-on effect from this one problem 
that I've, it just forces you to step back and say, like, oh shit, like, how does this not happen again? Yeah. Like, we, yeah, like well, we just said, you, you used, what was the word? Redundancies behind the ad account. Well, I think there has to be like redundancies or like backup plans, like behind even your traffic source, your approach, like you can't like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost furious at myself actually, because I, I should have, I should have been in doing this stuff for far too long to not make such a silly mistake, but I got so invested in this one platform that I, I actually stopped everything else. Like I even stopped. And I know that you've up until more recent over the last 12 months, you've not really done a lot of this change, but there was a period in time where for about two years straight, I created a video and a piece of content that was published online every day, five days a week for two years straight. Mm. But, uh, you know, I actually put a stop to that because I didn't feel that it was necessary. I, I, I wasn't doing it with any purpose or strategy behind it. So I didn't feel that it was serving the business. And so I stopped all of that and went just all in on Facebook advertising. And when that gets pulled from under you and you look around and you've got nothing else going on at all, like I'm, I'm, you know, we've spoke about this and laughed in the past. I'm, I'm the most antisocial social person ever. Like I, I have hardly no presence on social media. I don't use Instagram. I, you know, I go on Facebook. That's about it. And so when, when, you know, nothing going on YouTube, no, no, nothing going on other than this. And then that gets taken away from you. All of a sudden you stood around. The business is kind of going to a very slow halt because there's no new fresh customers coming in, which means, you know, the guy on my team's not got anyone to call, which means there's nobody, you know, the, the, the knock-on effect then means the high-ticket applications aren't flowing like they were, you know, and you, you're just looking around going, shit, the, like, I put everything in this one zone, and I put the entire rest of the operation in, in danger because of it. Yeah, well, I think we could probably have an entire show talking about how to build a, uh, like, mm. a bulletproof business an organization because you need, you know, you need multiple traffic sources, you need ongoing relationships with your existing customers. Like there's like all these different elements that come into it. And I think that could be something, you know, we could kind of get into a little bit more detail, but the one thing that we're highlighting here today is, you know, diversify your traffic sources for sure, create redundancy in the systems that you have and make sure that you're staying aware of the sort of the climate in which you operate in and understand like the macro picture of things so that you can adjust accordingly. Because when you lose sight of the big picture, it's way easier to be caught off guard by, you know, the day-to-day the -day things that might happen to you. Yeah, exactly. You, you just said what took me 35 minutes to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, anyway, so, uh, so we'll, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it would be worthwhile getting into that because yeah, that'd be a know, great one, show. Of, one of the, one of the things that, you know, I, talk about. And I think people kind of, some people zone out on this. And so maybe everybody listening is going to zone out now, but I think it's important is when, you know, I always think, you know, beginning with the end in mind, right. And the, one of the seven habits of highly effective people in Stephen Covey's amazing book was begin with the end in mind. And mm -hmm. if you begin with the end in mind in business, the end could be, you know, I either want to sell this business or I want this business to run without, you know, consuming significant amounts of my time. Right, And if you begin with the end in mind, let's just say we are, you know, maybe we want to build it to sell, even though we're not necessarily going to sell it. People who are buying businesses, you know, investors, and, you know, I had this hat on 
for a period of time, you know, years ago, what is that an investor will value a business based on the predictability and sustainability of its future stream of earnings. Meaning, how likely is it that this business is going to continue to make money? Right? right. That's how that's how businesses get evaluated. And if you're looking at a business and you say, okay, well, where is the money coming from? And the money is only coming from a single source, like Facebook ads or like, you know, a, a key referral partner right. or something else, then that business is going to have a much lower valuation and it should have a much lower valuation because it's, it's, uh, it's ability and the likelihood for that business to withstand storms and mm -hmm. changes in the market and everything else is reduced. Right. And so you increase the value of a business by increasing the predictability and sustainability of this, the stream of income. And part of the way that you do that is by diversifying where your traffic sources come from. Right. right? Like where, where is your new business coming from and, and so on. And so, you know, this is not just, you know, I think on a, on a surface level at a, you know, kind of down at the ground level, this is a conversation about, you know, okay, what, what's going to, what can we do to prevent our Facebook ad account from getting shut down, which is an extremely valuable conversation to be having. But if we zoom out 30,000 feet and we say, okay, why do we want to focus on that? It's because we're trying to build something that can weather the storms. And that is, you know, going to stand on its own two feet and not be, you know, just solely reliant on, you know, the, the whims of something to which we have very little control. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah we'll so to, uh, we'll have to get into that on another show. Yes, let's do that. And so, uh, in the meantime, thank you, Dean, for sharing, uh, so openly your, uh, yeah. you know, your story. And I know, I know you're going through this all right now, but it sounds like, uh, you know, there've been some really, really great lessons and actions that you've taken as a result of this. So, uh, so that's amazing. And you, you know, we'll, you know, kind of stay tuned and see what happens as things go forward. Hey, Jim, and, uh, out of interest, do you have any off the cuff insults for me? I feel like this was a rather serious show. It was a serious show. I, I don't know. I tried to slip in a Chewbacca sound effect right. at some point when you were telling the story, but you were in such a rampage. Right. You just completely rolled over it. Yeah. So, um, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, I don't right now. I feel, uh, I feel like, you know, like we should apologize to the listeners for the rather serious show. I agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. This was, uh, this yeah. was a little bit more serious of a we'll, tone. We'll come down the value and increase the insults next time. Make sure. Good. It's Let, let's plan on that. We need, we need like a quota of how right. many, you know, how many insults and times we can take the show and the topic off track. Right. And I, we definitely were, uh, we missed the mark today. Yeah, I think we're There's a bit no, too focused today. No question. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, so, yeah that won't anyway, happen too often. Yes, please don't hold it against us, you guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Hope the, uh, hope the conversation today was valuable for you. Make sure you leave us a review. Tell your friends and family about us. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. Yeah. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justatipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, -day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.